This is Nursing in America. Each week, we speak with incredible Filipino nurses who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Everybody and welcome. We are so excited to have two new guests today who are going to be sharing their story with you. And we can't wait to hear all about your journey and to learn from your experience, the good and the bad. Jean will be joining in the conversation. So my name is Tanya Friedman. I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Kinetics USA. And we are sharing the stories of nurses from all over the U.S. who have encountered this journey. The reason why we're doing the Defora talk show is for many of you in the group, you are, you know, so worried and frustrated and um, have been going through the journey of getting to the U.S., passing your NCLEX, passing your IELTS, getting the visa screen, getting a sponsor, getting a, a, a petitioner, um, waiting, 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 encountering many hiccups, and then not realizing that when you come to the U.S., there might be other um, successes, but also challenges that you encounter. So the purpose of the talk show is for, for nurses in the group to share their story. Um, we have a few ground rules that I just want to share with everybody. Um, the first is that we ask the, the guests that come on the show to be authentic and real. This is our group. This is our safe place to land. Um, and we want not just a pep talk. Of course, we want the pep talk, but we don't just want a pep talk. We really want the real journey, the good and the bad. And if there was some bad, how you overcame that. And then also we ask um, our guests not to share you know, where they're working, if they came with a specific agency name, if they're in a specific state, because we really just want to keep this neutral. So with that said, let's get started. <laughs> Elaine and James, we know it can be very scary and overwhelming. Right, Jean? Do you remember the first time we did this, Jean, how nervous we all were? Yeah. <laughs> I was so... Um... I was very, what do you call that? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Excited and uh, apprehensive. And I have palpitations the first time we started this one. <laughs> I, I remember it well. I had butterflies in my stomach. Lelaine and James, do you feel like that a little bit as well? Um, yes, I'm very excited because this is actually my first time to, you know, to have an interview on, on, on online and, you know, I'm, I know that there's a lot of nurses out there who are interested to watch and hear our stories. Yeah, and thank you for being brave and for <laughs> doing the interview because I know that it's going to be so inspirational for so many people. What about uh -huh. you, James? Yeah, it's kind of different kind of audience because um, I use Zoom in my classes because I'm I'm a university faculty, so I use Zoom a lot, especially with the pandemic. So like half of the semester, I've been doing Zoom like two to three times a week with my students. Um, so this was just a different um, audience. So I'm kind of comfortable, but you know, with a different audience, there's always that that little anxiety. So 
especially mm-hmm. what kind of what questions they'll be asking. <laughs> but yeah, um, we're good. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if you haven't used Zoom that much or if you've used it more like James, it's still a scary experience. And I really am so grateful to Lelaine and to James for doing this. So we amongst friends. And so this is just going to be, you know, a casual chat. Um, and we're going to be sharing your stories. Okay, so first question. And everybody, if you have a a question, please post it into the chat. As I said, please do not private message Lelaine and James. We want to respect their their, um, privacy. Um, But uh, you're welcome to put your questions into the chat. We'd love to hear from you. So, um, Lelaine and James, do you want to just tell us a little bit about your story? How long the process took for you to come to the U.S.? Um, what was it along the way? Just share, share your, your, your journey of getting to the U.S., just up to the point when you got to the U.S. Lelaine, maybe ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, um, we applied for a fiancé visa in 2015. And it took us three months for the whole process. So we applied in May 2015, and I got my approval in August. And then I arrived, I arrived here in the U.S. in September 4, 2015. Wow. That's so quick, Lelaine. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's so many people on the in the forum that are like, oh, I wish that was me. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I was very blessed. Yeah, you were you know, Yeah. James, what about you? Well, first of all, I would like to say I started my journey, um, you know, last century, if I would put it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was with that group that had a retrogression way back in the 90s. So I started my, my application back in like 1994. I graduated in 93. I started joining in 94. Then I had a retrogression. So like nobody left uh, for like probably about five years. Then in 99, I had to, to reapply. So I started from scratch. Um, the good thing back, back then was that they were offering immigrant visas, um, the, the uh, H1A back then. Uh, it took me about from September of 09 when I applied. Then um, I finally got to the US uh, July of 2002. So that was about uh, more or less two years, um, more, more than two years of, 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 of processing and waiting. Um, yeah, two years, which was pretty much the average for an immigrant visa back then. So, so a, a very different story from Lelaine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jean and I can relate a little bit more to to James, right, Jean? Yeah. <laughs> Mine is like nine nine months. Uh, it's a very quick process. It just took me nine months. Uh, I mean, the agency that helped me. It's only nine months process for me. It was so quick, and I graduated nineteen ninety five. I came here in America in two thousand six. Wow! I applied in two thousand five. 2005 wow so that so that's that's in the olden days right jean yeah it was also, it was also quicker yeah we're already old 
<laughs> well, 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 I go back even further for everybody watching on, on July the 4th was my 20th anniversary that I left. I, I came from South Africa many years ago. Um, and on July 4th, Independence Day, I always think it was really my independence because it was life changing. Um, and um, that was that was how long ago I, I left South Africa, my home country to come to the US. So it's it really is um, a, a, a journey for everybody, different for everybody, but it, it has its ups and downs. Lelaine, when you first arrived in, in the US, what was it like? What what, what did you what was your what was your first few days here like? Um, actually, I was pregnant during that time, so it was really a challenge because you know I have to take care of my baby at the same time. But um, it was a good experience. I like the weather. Um, the people are very friendly, very outgoing, and. I just enjoy the atmosphere, the foods, the, the nice places because we arrived first in Guam and then to Hawaii and then in San Francisco. Okay, okay. So it sounds like it was quite an easy few, first few days. Yes, it was very easy. Yeah. Well, that's good. And you, James, was your first few days also uh, easy and, and, and kind of smooth? Yeah. Um... I actually had a very pleasant experience with uh, the hospital that hired me. They actually formed a, a, a Filipino nurse task force for the hospital because it was their first time to to hire a lot of, of nurses overseas. So they really made sure that all the nurses that they hired were taken care of. So right from the airport, you know, how could you imagine, you just imagine the HR director getting my luggage, you know, all those those um, HR people and managers and some directors, even one of the directors of nursing uh, came to, to meet us and uh, they housed us to this different apartment. So we were really very uh, pleased with, with the accommodation, with the, with the welcome. So the first few days were, were really uh, settling down. Um, you know, the Southern hospitality, the Southern US, we, we, we felt that um, they, gave us probably a few days to to rest and um the following monday it's like okay orientation time <laughs> so it was pretty much very very uh, uh i would say pleasant and easy okay and and very often those first few days are are really what we call the honeymoon you know it, it it's really just easy and you're just so excited and happy to be here do you remember those first few days jean oh yes <laughs> Tell us about it. My first few days. Um, so, from the airport, the liaison, the liaison uh, of the agency fetched us from the airport, and then we went to the buffet. We eat. We went to the uh, social security administration office, and then we went to the furniture store to get our things. So we don't have to, but we did uh, lay on the, like a water bed, uh, no, not a water bed, air mattress on the first okay. day, first night, because we, we still don't have the furniture in the room. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was a pleasant experience. Yeah. Well, that's good. I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from listening to this conversation, please let them know about the show. We want to help as many nurses as we can turn their dreams into a reality. 
If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to KineticsUSA.com to find out more. That's KineticsUSA.com. And the hospital staff had to also learn the Filipino culture. So one of the funny things that uh, they did was to make sure that in every apartment, the first group of nurses that arrived were, there were 11 of us, the first group. There were about like 150 nurses that they hired at the time. Um, they had to make sure that in every apartment, you won't believe it, there was a rice cooker and rice. <laughs> so they really shopped from like the Asian store. So because they know we will be looking for that. So, I mean, that was Glad one of those like, surprises. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah, those, those little things, those little it's, things really. It's really the help. little things that make a difference. Yeah. And you, like, Elaine, were there any funny stories or any thing that you experienced in those first few days that you remember? Yeah, because um, my first day, I remember my husband took me to a restaurant and then the waiter asked me for my order. I said, I just want a corned beef hash with bread. And then he, he and then he asked me, what kind of bread do you want? I said, I don't know the, I, I don't know anything about bread. I mean, I didn't even know that there are different kinds of bread. So I just told him, just give me a regular or plain bread because in the Philippines, yeah. We only have one bread, you know. We serve um, every breakfast. It's like pandesal or tasty. So I was too shy to answer the the waiter. So I just told him whatever you think is good and just serve it. And I have no uh, problems with that. <laughs> <laughs> it can feel very overwhelming, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> As you're talking, it reminds me the first time that I came to America, I came to visit my sister. She was living here already. And um, they, they, she asked me, can I go to the supermarket to go buy some apples? And in South Africa, you had green apples, you had red apples. You didn't mm -hmm. have like all these different varieties of apples. Oh, yes. And I mm -hmm. went to the store and I literally just like stood there because I, I, I didn't know what to pick. I didn't know there were like so many different varieties, so many names. So, And then when I came back home, she was like, what took you so long? You went to go buy apples. <laughs> but yeah. sometimes it's those little things that can just be so different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. really true. <laughs> so if, if you think back, Lelaine and James, what, what would you say were the biggest challenges that you experienced? Because often what happens is like those first few days are kind of like the honeymoon. And then in the coming months, the first like six months to a year, and Jean knows this, well, I know we, we've spoken to spoken about it on on uh, previous Lafora talk shows. Tell us about some of the challenges that you had and how you were able to overcome those. Um, I think when I was uh, oh. no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, I think um, because when I arrived here in the U.S., um, I started applying for the NCLEX RN um, exam. So I think that was the biggest challenge because they asked for a lot of requirements and I have to wait for, I think, like three months to get an approval to take the exam. And then after I take the exam, I have to apply for a job. I think that's, um, that's, that was really a challenge because, you know, I stopped working for like a year because I was pregnant. And then um, I, I have some fears that they might not hire me because of my gap of my work gap but um, i was able to um to work as a nurse uh, like uh, one week after i passed the ntex rn exam 
So I was really, I feel so blessed. Yeah. Oh, well, that, that was, that was a, a good ending. What advice would you give to somebody who finds themselves in that position where they're coming in and they are, have a gap and they don't have a petitioner? So maybe they're not coming on an EB3, they're coming like on a fiancé visa. What advice would you give to somebody looking for a job in that kind of situation? Yeah, so um, during my interview, um, just be honest, you know, with your nursing experience, tell them what kind of patients you had before, and um, just tell them the truth, you know, because you cannot lie with your employer, because they can see it when you start working, they can observe if you really have an experience or not. So just be honest, that's it. Yeah. That's good advice, Lelaine. Very always be honest. Honesty is the best policy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jean, do you have any other advice maybe that that you can share with any nurses that coming in in a similar way to Lelaine, not on an EB3 and looking for a job? Oh, like coming in like a fiancé visa and they don't So if yeah. you are coming in here in the United States and you don't have you didn't pass NCLEX yet, then um, it depends on the state where you are living because some of the states have different requirements. So different states have different requirements. So like if you are in California, if if your relatives are in California and you came in here as a tourist or as a fiancé visa, so when you come in here and you apply in California board, like I know, I know you have to have your OR, OR, DR cases to be evaluated in California Board of Nursing. But then, if you if you don't have that, then that's the pro- that's the very big problem, mm-hmm. and it yeah. will take like maybe six to eight months for the evaluator in California Board to evaluate your credentials, and then sometimes they will say that you need to take. Uh, classes first. You need to enroll in the OBGYN or PDA or MedSurge. And so if it's if it's difficult for you to apply in California, then probably you can go in other states like New York because New York has, uh, they don't need experience. They don't even need you to have a license in the Philippines. So look for a state where uh, the requirements are easy, and then maybe after passing that uh, NCLEX in New York, then you can probably endorse it to California Board of Nursing. But I don't, mm-hmm. I, I cannot guarantee that if you also pass New York uh, NCLEX through New York Board, then uh, you won't you won't be advised to take the classes mm-hmm. anymore. It just all depends on your evaluator. Yes. So if you if you need help uh, in 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 those cases, you can just ask me. Yeah, Jean is really the expert. She knows all of the the, the boards so well, and there's a lot of information also in um, in the fora. And um, so if you find yourself in a situation like Lelaine, really Jean is is the go-to person, and there's also a lot of information in the fora. And I would probably also suggest that if you are um, 
going for interviews and you, you know, you came for instance, like on a, a, um, a, a fiance visa. One thing that I would just suggest, and James, I don't know if maybe you have maybe some advice as well for nurses in that situation, but when you go to the interview, it's important to do your research about that facility. So not just go in and say, I'm looking for a job, but to do your research, to be able to say what is special about that facility and, and in the interview to, to share what you've researched, to show that you really are committed and that you are really interested in that specific organization and to, to show your enthusiasm. You know, you, you can say, I, I had a gap like maybe Lelaine did, I had a baby, but I'm really committed, I really want to learn. James, do you have any other advice maybe to share just in getting the job, like going for the interview if you're in that situation? Um, yeah, um, you know, this is one of the uh, sessions I have with my students, you know, helping them get a job for interviews. So one of the things I tell them is, um, and also based on my experience, is that you, you're right, you have to know the facility you're going to be working at. You have to know their I mean, visit their website, know their, their vision and mission, and, and you want to, to articulate those those uh, those words, those core values, and how um, you will be contributing to those to the mission, to the vision, and how those values are consistent with your own. And you should be able to make that connection because when employers are looking for a, a prospective employee, they are looking for. I mean, you may be the best in the clinical skills, but you know, if you don't, if you are not a good fit with the organization. I mean, you will lose a chance for, for getting the job. And there's a mantra in hiring now that they say, you know, um, we, we train for skills, but we hire for, for attitude. Yeah, so, I mean, you have to, to, to show that uh, professionalism, you know, do not be uh, um, insecure or don't feel uh, less if you didn't have, you know, a lot of, say, patients with trach care or air trachs or IC experience or IV or I mean they will train you on those so uh, which sometimes in the Philippines setting that's a different we have a different hiring you know practice back there it's like who's the most skillful you know who has the most trainings and here it's it's the attitude that you will be able to to, to demonstrate or to show to your to your prospective employer so look at their website and see how you fit to the organization how you can help uh, in achieving their mission vision. Yeah, that, that is great, great advice. And, and, and I think you, you hit on the key word and that is attitude, because I think so many employers are gonna look at your attitude and at your motivation, and that's gonna really help you and go a long way. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us by hitting the follow button on your podcast player and leaving us a review. If you're thinking about making the step to living and working as a nurse in the USA, we can help you. Head over to kinetics.usa.com to find out more. That's kinetics.usa.com.